I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexington Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. It is Wednesday, August the 11th, 2021. And on today's podcast, we're going to start a position-by-position series for UK football with my guest, Josh Moore of the Herald Leader, who covers UK football for Kentucky.com and the Herald Leader. We're going to start with the quarterbacks. I know we've talked about the quarterbacks before. Uh, uh, We've had a couple of podcasts where we talked about UK's quarterbacks. Uh, If you go back we had a podcast where we I talked to John Sauber of the Center Daily Times about Will Levis, and I talked with Josh about Will and the other quarterbacks. But we got a chance to see the quarterbacks on Saturday at UK's open practice at Kroger Field last Saturday. Uh, so we got some new observations about these guys. So in doing this position by position series, we start. We thought we would start with the quarterbacks. After that, we'll we'll go. Uh, we'll kind of jump around from position by position, offense and defense. But we will cover all the positions, go in depth on all the players at that positions as we go through fall practice leading up to the opener September 4th against Louisiana Monroe. So without further ado, uh, we'll get right to it. My conversation with Josh Moore about Kentucky's quarterbacks in the first of our position by position series. Okay, my guest is Josh Moore. How's it going, Josh? Oh, it's great, John. I'm <laughs> right in the you know thick of fall camp and, and getting you know, getting the show on the road. I'm, I'm ready, uh, just, you know, eager to, just to talk about some, some fast throwers and. <laughs> okay. Before, right. Before we get into the quarterback. So let's talk about, uh, because yesterday we had our first, uh, uh, after practice interview session, uh, for their about five practices into, uh, Kentucky into their fall camp. Uh, we got to hear from Mark Stoops, which we were not expecting to hear from Mark. And usually when we hear from Mark on something like this, it's bad news when we're not expecting, but it wasn't bad news. He just wanted to kind of bring us up to date on what was going on and uh, take some questions. And um, he seemed to be in a pretty good mood. How did you think? Um, and then we had Liam Cohen after that. What do you think the tenor was yesterday in the interviews that we did with the coaches and players? Yeah, it seemed really positive to me. I think that's, you know, pretty you know, that's that's not uncommon this time of year. Um, yeah, you, you brought up Stoops there coming in, and you you know I think we were all bracing ourselves. Oh, there's been an injury or something. You know, there's a significant injury or there's something. You know, some development that needs to you know some attention that he wants to talk about. But it seemed like he was just yeah, just wanting to talk. And and I wonder, you know, usually 
Stoops is available on Saturdays after their Saturday scrimmage days. And so, so I view this will probably be the last time we see that, you know, until we get into that final week of camp, really. Right. But, but, you know, we'll at least be talking Saturdays from, from henceforth and it'll be good to, to see how those scrimmages go. I mean, I think, you know, usually those scrimmages are more, we're kind of the meat of things as far as knowledge comes out of anyway. But I think especially this year, it's really important to, 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 to kind of read between the lines of what he and, and the coordinators are saying regarding those scrimmages. Because I think that's where you're going to see, you know, any hints as to who's, you know, making headway in the quarterback battle and, and the receivers that are showing out and the, the defensive guys who are kind of making their, you know, their, their presence felt. Um, the most in practice. I think those scrimmages will be, you know, really even more important than usual this year. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Especially when you've got like a, a, a new, obviously the spring was important because you have Liam Cohen putting in a new offense and in the fall is just kind of a continuation of that with the scrimmages. Uh, okay, we're going to do, we're on the podcast, we're going to do a position series. We're doing, uh, we're going to break them down position by position. We're going to start with the, we're going to do this, uh, I would say, pretty much on a daily basis. We may skip a day here or there, we'll see, but the plan starting out is to do it on a daily basis. Um uh, uh, depending on you know what happens at, during camp, uh, if something else pops up, we might uh, slip in a day of talking about something else. Like if, for example, uh, Mark Stoops and Liam Cohen name a starting quarterback, which they have not done yet. But we're going to start the series with the quarterbacks. Uh, Josh, we got to see the open practice on Saturday, so we got a, our first look at all three top contenders, really at all the quarterbacks uh, on Saturday. Uh, anything in particular stick out to you about uh, what we saw down on the field on Saturday at the open practice? I was actually, you know, because in the past we've, we've gotten to see those practices, you know, an open practice, usually once a fall or once a spring, you know, they're pretty off limits typically with what they allow us to see, which, you know, you go back and forth. Some schools are more open with that stuff than others. And, and I, you know, some people get worked up about it. I don't know how much it really, you know, matters in this grand scheme of things. I mean, it would be great to, to watch every practice and to be able to, you know, observe, you know, especially in a year like this, I think a year like this, it would be very beneficial to see that stuff. But you, you know, so from what we got to see, though, in the, in this, you know, what I assume will be our only chance to, to observe, you, I, you know, I was pretty impressed with just how it seemed like pretty much everybody, um, it was, you know, especially your top three quarterbacks there, you know, and, and but everybody as a whole seemed pretty comfortable with what they were doing offensively. Um and, and look, you know, again, you're not you're not hitting, getting hit. So it's easy to be comfortable, right, when you're not being, you know, smacked on, on the other side and off or, or, you know, catch the ball. Somebody's not taking your legs out from underneath you. Um, but it looked, you know, it, you know, I mean, how many drop balls were there, you know? It, 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 not I mean, many. All, yeah. And, and that's, you know, just that by itself says a lot about where this thing is, is, you know, the direction this thing is moving in and, and really, you know, some creative stuff. It was really, it was a fun practice, you know, for a while there, cause you're watching just conditioning work and, the position drills and it just kind of you start falling asleep a little bit um unless you're like a crazy you know football person you know i you know i love football but i'm not like 
I don't get my rocks off watching, you know, running backs catch passes from Brad. You know, I great. Glad they're working on that, but it ain't something that really gets me excited. Um, But watching them now, watching them catch passes from Joey Gatewood and Will and in in a you know eleven eleven situation, okay, that's a that's a lot more interesting, and 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 getting them in space and seeing what they can do, um, you know, creating mismatches. So I think from from that aspect of it, it was it was a really enlightening experience and we were out there it seemed like we were out there for a long time too i mean you know talked in probably right around a little over two hours right you know and, and got to see quite a bit and it seemed like they did a lot um uh, you know at least a little bit more 11 on 11 work than i you know, recall seeing in the past too so um it was pretty you know pretty impressed with just the whole you know situation and, and it was like a fan thing too so some of that was for the fans so you know, thank thank goodness there were fans around. They were trying to entertain them, so it helped us. You know, right out. Right. Uh, obviously, the top three candidates are Will Levis, the transfer from Penn State, Joey Gatewood, who transferred in before last season from Auburn, who started a game last year for Kentucky, and then Bo Allen, uh, who had a stellar high school career at Lexington Catholic and played, got his feet wet last year, played a little bit last year during the pandemic season. Um, we're we're going to talk about all the quarterbacks because we got to look look at all of them on Saturday. But, uh, obviously, I think the place to start is with Levis. All we heard about about Levis coming in was that he had a strong arm. Uh, he was a big kid. He ran the ball a lot when he played quarterback at Penn State. He started a game last year. But definitely in the scrimmage, one thing that stuck out to me, he does have a strong arm. Uh, they were not uh, Those reports were pretty accurate. He was zipping the ball all around. Now, his touch on all these throws was, uh, was not a... 100% of what you were looking for. And the ones that I remember that were kind of drop balls were balls where he zipped the ball and the receivers maybe weren't quite ready for the speed uh, of the ball. Um, but he definitely, and just watching him in the passing drills on the seven on seven and some of the 11 uh, on the, uh, you know, all 11 uh, drills, he definitely has a strong arm. Yeah, it's hard. Again, I mean, as our first time watching this kid, right? And so right. it's, tough to to know you know is that a timing issue you know is in part of that is you know, like i guess how much of that is on the receiver and how much of it is on the on the, on the guy throwing the ball and i think you know right now a lot of it's more on on the guy throwing the ball you know he, you got to take a little bit of air out from underneath it um especially on those you know 15 20 yarders um stuff that you know yeah you, you really good receivers aren't going to be able to catch rockets you know right. that are right. uh if, if they're especially if they're a little bit behind them, um, the throw. So it's, it's, yeah, you're right. I, I think most of the drops we saw were, were of that variety. And, and, and again, not, you know, not a whole lot of them, but you know, enough to, to, you know, to know you got to clean that up and, and work on that. If you're, if listen and the receivers, as far as, you know, working out the timing and working the, the, you know, velocity, um, it was, yeah. What you, goodness i mean it just and not this you know the strength obviously apparent but just how fast he was able to get rid of it too right Um, seemed really just really poised back there and 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 made really quick decisions but you know i mean he would go through his reads seemed like he went through his reads pretty well but he made really good decisions the thing you know the play that most impressed me was you know he had a, a few good deep bonds but the one um he was running with the uh, third team or, you know, a mix of second team and third team guys. 
out there on Saturday and and Quentin Wilson was the center and, and there was something, you know, I don't know really what happened on the exchange, but you know, the the ball ended up on the ground. Um right. and, and Levin you know, reacted pretty quick, you know, maybe a, a second or two grabbed the ball and just flung it. I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know if it was in his hands more than a second and a half. And Josh Ali's, you know, across the field, you know, it's cross field, uh, across his body throw to the, the, you know, left side of the field and just comes down with it. Like it was, you know, how they drew it up. Um, yeah. You know, he, he was helped. You know, there was a, a defender uh, fell, you know, fell off, uh, fell, fell down behind him. But, um, just really, you know, so just something like that, you know, just a kind of improvisation, you know, that awareness of, of, you know, where Ali was supposed to be on that play or where, he, you know, the general vicinity of where he would be. And, and, you know, the, that's not, <laughs> I don't know when was the last time Kentucky had a, a, any quarterback that could make it throw like that, um, in a situation like that, you know I mean? And, and again, it's an open practice where you're, you're not tackling guys. I mean, the, the there's a better chance if you're playing Florida in October that that ball ends up, you know, your ends up as a sack because you've, you know, because of the pressure and stuff that's being brought. So it's, you can, you know, draw what you will out of something like that, but just what being able to demonstrate that ability was really something that I took away um, with Levis as far as being, you know, just a guy that can, can make plays. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's true. If you dribble a ball, if you dribble a snap on the ground against Florida, Georgia, there's a good chance uh, their defensive linemen are going to be on top of you by the time you pick the pick the snap up. And that's not a knock on Kentucky's offensive line. I mean, that's just the way it is in the SEC. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, okay. One thing about uh, Levis, and then we'll move on to Joey Gaywood. Yesterday, uh, Liam Cohen was asked the question about his relationship with Levis and was whether he was handpicked, I think was the term used in the question for the job. Uh, Liam basically said that, you know, he, he made a couple of recruiting calls to Will Levis and really he didn't have a relationship with him uh, prior to coming here. Obviously, he knew something about him. I think that's one of the reasons why Levis transferred here. Uh, but in fact, Liam said, if really, when you look at it, Will is behind because the other guys have had a spring uh, in this offense where Will is coming into the offense. So um, I think a lot of people are thinking or just assuming that, okay, Will is Liam's guy because they're both from the Northeast. Um, he did recruit him a little bit when <clears throat> Liam was at Maine, uh, but he kind of shot that down that he will, that gives Will some kind of advantage. 
Yeah, he did. And, and, and I understand why people jump to those conclusions. I've been among those people who've jumped to those conclusions. <laughs> but how wrong I'll, you are, Josh Moore, <laughs> according to well, uh, Liam Cohen. <laughs> wouldn't be the first time, definitely won't be the last time. But <laughs> you, you know, it's also, he was linked to this program pretty quickly after Cohen. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. Came. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's probably a little more there than what Liam is letting on. But, uh, yeah. And, and that's fine. They're probably, you know, you, you, you're trying to avoid any accusations of, of tampering or whatever. Yeah, or you favoritism. Know, yeah. Your favoritism. Yeah, especially, in, you know, because it's tough. We've talked about this a little bit. It's got to be tough, you know, if you're, you know, especially I think if you're Joey Gatewood, because you're a guy who came to this program when you did, you know, as a top, you know, former top 50 recruit out of high school. I mean, you have, you know, your pedigree is better than Will Levis. Right. Right. Like, you know, you're, you were the, you were, you were Will Levis before Will Levis, as far as getting people excited, like, oh yeah, this guy's the future, um, you know, and, and, and all this stuff. And, and he's great. Joey, you know, we didn't talk a whole lot about Joey yet, but he looked really good on Saturday. I was really, I thought so too. I came away. And I would go as far to say, you know, a lot of people came out of that practice ready to keep, you know, anointing Will Levis a starter. And, and maybe they're right. Maybe they're seeing something I don't. And, and I see, you know, again, I, I think Levis certainly looked good enough that he, you know, if he was named the starter after that one practice, then then he probably, you know, <laughs> earned it. But I thought Joey was the more consistent quarterback, the most consistent guy out there on Saturday. Um and 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 yeah, his arm. You know, he's got the arm talent. It's not like he's a, a chump when it comes to throwing the ball. But he doesn't have the can Levis does. Nobody else on that roster has that arm. I mean, that was right. you know um, really impressive. And but I also thought you know Joey looked. You know, he just looked really comfortable. He certainly looked more comfortable than he ever did last year. You know, uh, you know, and, and, and one, and maybe then part of that's because he was just he was doing more. He was throwing the ball a lot. I mean, he took off you know and scrambled a couple times. He was you know, did you notice that, John? It didn't seem like uh, I don't remember Will or Bo Allen taking off no. at any point that whole in any of the eleven on eleven situations. No, I don't um, either. And, and Joey only did it a couple times, but you know he was the only one that it looked like even did it. Right. And so I kind of wonder, um, you know, I wonder if, if is that something that, you know, when they're out there working, is that something that just Joey's the best fit and in, in, in that he kind of has that stuff in his, um, you know, packaging or, or is it something where, you know, he's still more, um, maybe he's more willing to run than the other two or, you know, I find that hard to believe just because they Levis is <laughs> sort of came from Penn state as, as this running quarterback, this, this, you know, kind of, um, big run threat, you know, fullback type guy. Um, or maybe that's maybe part of the, you know, I mean, you gotta, whoever's out there is going to have to be able to do that. But it, it was interesting to, you know, to see that on, on Saturday play out that way. I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. I, yeah. I, I agree with you. I thought Joey looked pretty comfortable. I thought he looked good on Saturday. I mean, he obviously has the advantage that he was here for the spring and from everything we heard behind the scenes, it sounded like he had a pretty good spring. Uh, I know our, your friend of mine, Freddie Maggard, I've heard him say that he would not surprise him at all if uh, Joey ends up being the starting quarterback. And, uh, and as you mentioned, he, the resume that he had coming in when he first was recruited and signed with Auburn and spent, uh, you know, 
uh, season there at Auburn before transferring to UK. He's got talent, and uh, and I think just I think maybe some people think, well, he's not you know he's not a pure passer. Does so does he really fit into Cohen's offense? Uh, you know, I think Liam has has said you know that he is not against the quarterback running the ball, and he'll he can incorporate a running quarterback uh, or a quarterback who can not necessarily a running quarterback, but a quarterback who can. You know who can move around in the pocket, who can make those second reaction throws, and uh, you know I, I do think it would. I'm like I'm kind of like Freddie. I know Will Levis is probably the favorite. Uh, he didn't come here from Penn State probably to sit the bench, but it would not surprise me at all. At least starting the season, if Joey ends up the starter, but we'll have to see how that plays out. And and you know the thing with Joey, I think maybe the biggest thing he needs to work on again, just basing off the one practice we've seen. Um, and you pointed this out, you know, really quickly on Saturday. He just needs to he he's too hesitant at times. Yeah, and that's you know, and I think maybe that's part of the you know, maybe the maybe it is like you know, or do I need to throw here? Or, you know, should I take off? Uh, you know, it just decision making isn't bad, but it's just slower than it needs to be. Yeah, um, at, at times, and I think that's something. Yeah, you know, I think if you if he gets to a point where that's you know, something that's just, he, he's making the right reads really, you know, quickly or, or even just, you know, making the, you know, just doing something to, you know, get rid of the ball really fast if he needs to, you know, I think that would go a long way towards, you know, making him even more of a threat in this battle than he already is. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about uh, Bo Allen, who we also saw on Saturday, and I didn't see anything wrong in what Bo did. I thought he looked pretty good as well. He seems to be, I think the assumption is he's a little behind the other two. Uh, he doesn't have as much experience, uh, college football experience as the other two. Uh, but I thought Bo, I thought Bo looked fine. I thought he looked, uh, I thought he looked good on Saturday. And you can make the case that Bo, because of what he did at Lexington Catholic as a passer, and Bo made the point on uh, Media Day about you know. That this this was an offense that's kind of built for it's good for a rhythm passer and I think I think Bo kind of fits into that category. Yeah, I think Bo looks really comfortable on you know again for a, a guy that's you know you know in some ways still a true freshman didn't get to have a uh, you know he's a redshirt fresh well I guess he I think he's technically a sophomore or whatever but it's his second year on campus right. and. Yeah, he threw, threw all of seven passes last year, so. <laughs> yeah, didn't, you know, barely, you know, didn't play much last year, didn't get a full spring last year, so he's coming right. off his first full spring, he's he's getting, um, you know, got to spend, uh, you know, presumably more, a lot more time in the weight room this summer than he did last year. He worked with uh, that Rob Williams, uh, the trainer that Will Levis works with, he's worked with him in the offseason, and you, you, you're seeing you, you see a guy that's definitely going to have a future in this program um, as far as you know being a, 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 a real deal down the road um, and I think you know if he had to start um, I don't know that UK would be in a really bad spot but you know physically he still has some some room to grow and and has um, you know, you just don't want to be in a position where you have to, you know, you're starting a redshirt freshman, sophomore, if you don't have to. Right, and, uh, before he's ready. Um, and I think, you know, that kind of, you know, really, you know, Mark Stoops several times now when we've, you know, the few times we've talked to him this fall, is, keeps bringing up the quarterback depth and how great he feels about it. And, and one, you know, I think part of that's in response to how often we've, 
seen the the position just crater after you get like past the the, the two deep um the last few years in terms of how they you know felt about the room i mean and you don't have to go very very far you know you're talking about when they were starting a wide receiver over like right. multiple scholarship guys on the roster <laughs> two years ago so yeah. it kind of says <laughs> says where it might have been then but um you know he keeps saying four or five i don't know you know i don't know that if they were starting nick scalzo i would feel um super confident that uk could go to a bowl game but but you know, and but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe because we, you know, that's one thing we didn't really get to see um, Scalzo and and Kai Sharon, the true freshman, too much in like those eleven on eleven situations. Um, you know, because they're not like the you know the top three or whatever. But um, you know, they looked pretty. You know, they looked fine out there on on Saturday too. So um, you know, I, I do think you're you're the, the room. You know, especially if you're if you're talking about just going three deep probably is in the best spot that it's ever been under um mark stoops and and that's you know it's taken a long time you know you could the people that might look at that and say why did it take nine years to get that you know to to get three decent quarterbacks on the roster um you know maybe have a fair um case as, as you know as far as being upset about that but you know when you look at kind of how the offense has been and, and where it's gone. I don't know. You know, I think it kind of explained itself a little bit. Um, you know, you recruited to, uh, you know, a team that, that, you know, really valued the run and the you know, the defensive side of the ball and, and have won a lot of games that way. And I think, you know, so much of the changes that are occurring now are about, you know, making sure you, you, you stay three, you know, deep and improve that quarterback situation even more down the road. Oh, yeah, I agree. Now, yeah, Mark made the comment yesterday when we talked to him yesterday. We we are recording this on Wednesday morning, by the way. When Mark made the comment yesterday on Tuesday when we was asked about the quarterbacks, he said, you know, we've got those other guys, too. Don't forget about them. I think they're going to be good players, going to be really good players. I was impressed with and what little we saw. I mean, you know, as you said, we didn't really see him in 11-on-11, but we saw him in passing drills, uh, you know, Obviously, they were just throwing against air, but still, I was impressed with uh, with Sharon, the kid from Somerset. He's a big kid. I think he carries himself like a quarterback. I thought he showed he had a good arm. Uh, to me, you know more about him than I do because you saw him in high school. But he does seem to have like a presence about him, and uh, I think you know, I think he's somebody who. You know, down the road, he's not, you know, unless you get a bunch of injuries, I can't imagine that he's going to be going to see the field this year. Uh, but down the road, I think he's got just looking at him and the way he carries himself and the way he threw the ball on Saturday. And if he can pick up the offense, I mean, I think he's definitely going to be a factor down the road. Kaya is one, you're, you're I think you're spot on about the presence. And, and two, I think you. You look at him, and he physically looks like he will build out closer to what like Will Levis is now. I, I, I agree. That's a very good point. I think that's. I thought kind of the same thing looking at him on media day. And and so you you almost wonder if part of you know the you know Will Levis you know if it works out here you know how much that that'll help Kaya too you know seeing a guy come in and, and do those sorts of things and you know. And, literally a guy that he can become right. uh, maybe he won't have maybe he won't have the rock of an arm but he you know who knows i mean <laughs> you get in the weight room enough and work on your mechanics and stuff i mean there's you know this you know, the sky's the limit and he's a really good quarterback he's really you know going back to high school his junior year 
Uh, I, I mentioned this on the pod before that he, you know, threw a game-winning touchdown pass and all that stuff and, and you know, led Somerset to their first state title. And, you know, I spoke with him. It was probably like 10 or 15 minutes after that, you know, after they were celebrating stuff. And, you know, it was interesting how, how not ho-hum, but just how kind of level-headed he was talking about that, you know, minutes after it happened as a high school junior uh, you know, like he just, he was like, it, it wasn't like it as if he like, you know, he thought that's what should have happened, but he just, you know, he was very, you know, calm about, you know, talking about that, what had just happened. And, you know, you, you could just, you know, tell he, you know, was a kid that has a good head on his shoulders and, and, you know, has a really bright future, I think. And I think also, um, you know, you know, it, that would be great. You know, it would be, it would be fun to, you know, you know, two, you know, you know, a couple of years from now, to see, you know, if you if assuming they're both on the rosters, I mean, quarterbacks move so much too. I mean, it's a who knows if either of them is even on the roster in two years. You just at this point, everything it's like the wild wild west, you know, when it comes to to quarterbacks, especially, you know. But if Bo Allen and Kai Sharon were, were duking it out for for the starting job at Kentucky, you know, in twenty twenty three, it'd be <laughs> it'd be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, no, no, it's true. Uh, one last guy, uh, scholarship guy, we need to talk about is and you mentioned him earlier was Nick Scalzo. I mean, you got to root for a kid like that. Everything he's been through with his uh, multiple knee surgeries. Uh, you know, you you were asking uh, at Media Day, Nick, about you know why why he decided to come back and play again because he did he put himself in the transfer portal or he said he was considering it and then he changed his mind, right? Yeah, no, he was in the portal for about a week, a little, maybe a little bit more than a week. And uh, Mark Stoops held a scholarship, and and that was something that they, you know, agreed to early on because you don't have to if you go into the portal, a coach doesn't have to, the school doesn't have to, you know, give you your scholarship back. Like you can come back, but you're not guaranteed a scholarship. And you know, I guess they worked out that arrangement, um, you know, ahead of time. And he looked into the portal and. And really what you're doing when you're looking at the portal, basically what it means, you know, you know, it means you went into the portal and nobody reached out or the, whoever reached out, you know, you either you didn't jive with or, or, or maybe you thought there was something there, but it didn't materialize. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you would go in and go back out. Right. But, um, and, you know, what, what, you know, things for, for Nick is, um, you know, he's coming off two knee surgeries, and yeah, you root for him, and, and you want to, to see him, you know, be, um, you know, a quality con- contributor. And he looked like he was moving good out there on Saturday, and, and, and he said, you know, he, he, he's certainly a good personality. That's one thing that Kentucky lost with you know, Nick Scalzo kind of um, having the injury problems he has is you, 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 you lost a terrific personality when it came to, you know, right. a, a, a guy that, you know, can – can put your program in the spotlight is with his, with his, you know, with, you know, his demeanor and, um, and a lot of celebrity too coming in, right? I mean, he was on that Netflix show, the QB right. show. I mean, so he was, he's, it's funny. There's probably, if you asked a lot of people to name one UK football player, um, currently on the roster, Nick, they, there might be more people named Nick Scalzo than any quarterback, <laughs> like it, depending on where you're asking. That's like, true. <laughs> That's true. Which is That's funny true. to think about. 
That's true. He might be the most famous UK quarterback uh, currently. I think too he'd be a good guy to have in the quarterback room. I mean, he's been around, but you know, because of his injuries, he, but he's been around the program for a while. He obviously loves football. I mean, I think there'd be a lot of people after everything he's gone through that would say, "Okay, I'm not meant to play football. I'm going to do something else." He obviously loves the sport, so I think he's, be, you know, even if he doesn't get to play, I think he's probably a good guy to have in the quarterback room. So. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, okay. Well, Josh, anything else we want to say about these guys uh, so far? I mean, it's obviously very early in the process. When do you expect? We'll we'll wrap it up with this. What's your best guess as to when Liam Cohen and Mark Stoops will name a starter? I'm still betting that it's going to be, you know, what is it, August 29th, that Monday before the or September 1st? What is that Monday before the? Oh, it's, it's August 30th. August so, 30th. That's so, correct. I think that Monday before the Open. Um, first, you know, you know, first game week against Louisiana Monroe. I think I think they'll name it Monday. I don't I don't think they'll make it like a secret throughout the week. I think because I mean because they're not stupid, right? They they, they know right. people are going to be watching, you know, hawking in at practice and leak it out from you because know, they'll have to be preparing with the with the true number one at that point for sure, right? Um, and uh, yeah, I think you'll you know, I, so I think Saturday they'll name the starter. Maybe maybe we'll start leaking out Sunday, you know, before then somebody's will. Source says, uh, you know, right, whatever. Um, but it'll be, um, so I think we'll know by then for sure. I, I don't, you know, I don't, maybe, you know, I guess maybe the week before would be about the earliest, I would think, but I don't know that there's, um, you know, I think at this point it, it, it's, it sort of behooves UK to keep it, uh, you know, a discussion, not because, you know, not just, you know, because they try to hide it from anybody. I don't know that I think that's overrated. But I think it's, um, you know, just from a from a interest standpoint, it keeps people talking about you a little bit. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, <laughs> and if you're being kind of a cynical, you know, about it, you know, I mean, it's certainly um, you know, that's one route to take. But I think, uh, you know, if you're a program that's always looking to kind of keep yourself in the conversation um, and keep people, you know, interested in what's going on, that's a good way to do it. To, you know, keep them guessing who your quarterback is until you have to tell them. No, I, I agree. I think it'll probably be that week. I think Monday, that's probably a good guess as to when it'll be the Monday before the first game. I think they feel like they've got three viable candidates, and and, and not one of the three, is, unless one of the three really jumps up and separates himself early on, which I'm not sure that's going to happen after watching them uh, on Saturday. You know, they'll let it play out as long as they can. And, it, you know, I think it you got to factor in, too, they're playing a team in Louisiana Monroe that did not win a game last year, that already has, some, has a new coach in Terry Bowden. Terry stepped away from the program to be with his father, uh, Bobby Bowden, who passed away earlier this week. Rich Rodriguez, who's a name that's uh, familiar uh, to college football fans, is uh, their interim coach. He's the offensive coordinator. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not – I'm not sure you if you have if you have maybe a tougher opponent in your first game you might name somebody early because you want uh, pick somebody early in the process because you want to get that guy as many snaps and many repetitions in practice as possible to get ready for the first game. I don't think that's totally necessary for this game. In fact, it would not surprise me if we saw uh, you know both the number one and number two quarterbacks play in that first game if they don't give the number two guy some, a couple of series as well. Uh, because after that, you got a big game against Missouri, a very mm-hmm. big game on September the 11th. So, um, yep. yeah. We'll no, that's see. a great point. That's a great point because you need, you know, especially for that second game, if, you know, if it's a, the starter isn't, you know, 
locked in like right away right. you want to feel like you can go to that guy and that he's been in the game situation this year that's a great point john right right you know yeah. you you gotta that you because that missouri game that really that's really the first game of the season right and that's you know, and and the most important game of the season you know depending yeah. on who you ask so very yeah very you could easily you could easily tab that the most important game of the season okay well like i say we'll have plenty of uh, coverage all through camp and there'll be plenty of questions asked and probably not many answers given about the quarterback but we'll <laughs> we'll see what we can pick up here and there between the coaches and the players uh for our next uh, podcast we're going to talk about the running backs there was a lot of talk about the running backs yesterday but we won't get in uh, when we talk to uh, mark stoops and liam cohen and the new running backs coach uh and we'll get into that on our next podcast which will be coming up uh, coming up soon as we go through this position by position series and josh uh, people can follow you on twitter at josh moore hl they can be sure and check out all of josh's work on uh, online on kentucky.com and in the print edition of the arrow leader and as always thanks again josh oh yeah no thank you for having me john let's uh we're, we're going to crank these out it's going to be Abs- fun absolutely Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. Thanks, as always, to Josh Moore. Follow him on Twitter at Josh Moore HL. I want to thank everybody who supports our work at the Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com. And remind you, once again, you can get a sports-only digital subscription, what we call the Sports Pass subscription. It's $30 for the first year. Go to my Twitter feed. You can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. Look at the top of the feed, the pinned tweet. You'll find out find all the information. Click on that tweet. It'll take you right to where you can sign up. It's $30. The first year, you get all of our UK football, basketball, recruiting coverage. You get columns. You get high school coverage. You get everything that's on sports uh, on Kentucky.com in the digital edition. Be sure and check that out. Or just go to Kentucky.com, hit on the subscription tab, look at all the offers uh, for subscriptions to Kentucky.com and the print edition of the Herald Leader. Thanks again for supporting the podcast. Give us a rating review if you can. You can find the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, tuned in, Google Podcasts, and iHeart Radio Podcasts. Like I said, you can follow me on Twitter, John Clay IV. Send me an email, jclay at herald-leader.com. Thanks again to Josh. On our next podcast, we will be talking about UK's running back, so be sure and look for that. Thanks again for listening. We'll be talking to you again soon.